I'm Monica Olson. And I'm Jennifer Walsh. And you're listening to the Biophilic Solutions Podcast, where every other week we sit down with experts and thought leaders across industries in order to explore the innate connection between humans and nature and why we need nature to thrive. We truly believe that in order to tackle the global environmental problems we're facing, we as humans must reconnect to the natural world and come to a better understanding of how we fit in and how we are so interconnected. So in every episode, we'll interview new guests that help us uncover and highlight nature-based solutions to get us on a path to greater health, tackling climate change, and ultimately getting outside and connecting with nature. So let's get to today's episode. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, Monica. Tell us about our guest today. Okay. Today we're chatting with Dr. Elizabeth Trotner, an acupuncturist and practitioner of Chinese and integrative medicine who has achieved widespread recognition in publications like Allure, Elle, Harper's Bazaar for holistic approach to women's health, weight management, allergies, and environmental illnesses. Dr. Trotner is a graduate of Ohio State University and the University of Arizona's Center of Integrative Medicine and was personally mentored by Dr. Andrew Weil, who many of you may know is internationally recognized for his work in integrative medicine. And if you devour beauty on social media, you've possibly heard of Dr. Elizabeth via her highly Instagrammable gemstone facial, which is actually a cosmetic acupuncture procedure offering a natural alternative to things like Botox and fillers. And by the way, I had one and it was amazing. Ooh, I <laughs> want to hear more. Oh, it's incredible. Um, Elizabeth's journey to health and wellness is a very personal one. After graduating from college, she became chronically ill with some frightening emergency room visits and was eventually diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease. As a result of her illness, she is incredibly sensitive to environmental toxins found in many common household items, as well as in our homes, and has become an advocate for the greatest, cleanest, healthy products and building materials. So we're going to talk to Dr. Elizabeth today about her lifelong journey of healing and her new wellness center that she recently opened in Miami called Helia House. She built this with the strictest standards for environmental impact and health implications. So let's get to our conversation with Dr. Elizabeth Trattner. Dr. Elizabeth, how are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to see you. And Monica, too. My, Welcome. My last few people I saw. I know we were just saying before we got on that really your last trip was to Serenby. I literally came home and thought I was going to go to work. My doctor's like, absolutely no. <laughs> and I was like, okay. It's, it's yeah. crazy. COVID has shut us all in, but hopefully we're starting to see some light. And I know we'll talk about your story, Elizabeth, and what you could and couldn't do and all the stuff that's going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We're just so thankful that you're here because I know we have so much to talk about. Everything that you've created and everything you're doing has been so incredible to watch, especially unfold during the pandemic. But what we'd always like to start with is how you got to where you are now. So if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit For about sure. your background. Absolutely. So I always wanted to be a doctor and I was really fascinated with medicine and, and the body. I was like that kid looking in the mirror and at my nose and going <laughs> to the toilet and like my gerbils, anatomy and things like that. And I was, I remember this is okay me very much, but I remember I used to read the world book encyclopedia. It was volume eight, which was the health one. And I would <laughs> go through that and I was fascinated. And I remember I was probably like seven or eight at the time. And that is when, oh my gosh, I'm totally forgetting the person. They went to China and they had to have an emergency appendectomy. And so 
there's actually acupuncture in the world book. And I remember looking at those photos and looking at like the glass stained plates. I don't know if you guys remember that and going through like the muscles and which is fascinating to me. In college, I really wanted to study nutrition. I got accepted out of state. I really wanted to go out of state, but I went to Ohio State, which I met my husband, believe it or not, when I was a senior in high school. Oh, which mm. to show you, I'll be married for 35 years this July, which ah, incredible. Else? So great. But anyway, I was at Ohio State and I was getting sick. So I finished college from bed and I got married right after college, six weeks after I finished. And then my husband, I moved to Arizona and I lived in a very cheap apartment Mm -hmm. in Phoenix, Arizona on the ground floor where they were spraying the grass. You know, obviously this has to do with nature. Mm -hmm. I was getting really sick and I was sick in college. And that's a whole other story because I was just like in a cheap apartment and they were spraying and I think I got gas poisoning in college. Like there was just things that were starting to add up. My grandmother had passed away. So by the time I got married, I was not doing that well. And we moved to this cheap apartment. And it's so weird because obviously we are so privileged that we have the internet and that we can just look stuff up. Mm-hmm. This is like back in the day of the dinosaur when you had to go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. The good old days. Yeah, the, the car catalogs. Yeah. 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 Right? Oh my God, the car catalogs. So, um, <laughs> I remember I got sick in Phoenix and I couldn't understand why, but I remember that I was worse on weekends when I, I wasn't working because mm. I was home. And, and obviously I can look back and say, oh, well, because the sun was creating outgassing much more because it was really the hottest city in the country. Uh-huh. And I was in a cheap apartment. This was back in the 80s. All these formaldehydes from the carpet yeah. and the cabinets yeah. and everything was outgassing. I was getting really sick. And my immune system was so overloaded just coming off of college and then moving and being exposed to things like pesticides. Mm-hmm. You guys remember Chem Lawn? I don't know if you have to mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. You know, the lawns were spraying. Yeah. You know, Phoenix is a place where it shouldn't have lawns, so they have to do a lot to keep it green. I was on the bottom floor, so the minute the sunlight hit it, it would evaporate and go right into my apartment. I remember being so sick at Phoenix. That's where I had a respiratory code. And I was really sick. And I remember like, no one's going to get me well except for me. And that's where I went to the good old library. And I started reading books that were from the 1960s that came out of the environmental medicine movement out of Texas. And I was reading these amazing books by Dr. Theron Randolph and then Dr. Rapp and some other books that were out there, The Healthy Home by John Bauer, which really opened my Mm -hmm. eyes up to sick building syndrome. Mm-hmm. And so subsequently, my husband got a job in Tucson. I, I moved into an older apartment. I remember getting better. And then by luck would have it, I got well enough that I was able to model at the time. And I remember working at a job. And then the photographer was the former manager at Canyon Ranch. And he introduced me to Andrew Weil. He's like, you've got to meet mm-hmm. this guy. Back then, uh, this was like in the 1990, 1991. He's like, this guy's really cool. He was sort of like this folk hero in Tucson. And <laughs> he had already written all these books on psychedelics, which obviously today mm-hmm. are very hot. And it was so weird. I had like this really crazy existential moment when I met him. And he did too. It was weird. I could like felt the walls moving. Huh. And then that sort of started this path of healing. He helped me get better. By using a variety of things, I was on Oprah with him and he helped me with a bunch of things. He mentored me. I got to go to his medical school classes. This was before the University of Arizona created an integrative medicine program. Mm -hmm. And he was my doctor for five years. I lived in Tucson and 
that's what kicked everything off. And that was my path. And it was such a weird experience because obviously I had two respiratory clothes by that time. But then I had this incredible mentor and I had done all of this self-study. I mean, reading books out of the library and and meeting people and and really understanding. If you think about it, it's so easy to just open up a computer. But back then I was reading these books and having to put tinfoil in my cabinets because they were outcasting and really old school environmental medicine things that mm-hmm. like you couldn't have a pillow you had to wrap an old towel up in a pillowcase and just wow. things that were so I don't know there's so many diets and things right now that I'm like oh man that's old school like I know what <laughs> did that in the 90s yeah no yeah actually I'm doing it in the late 80s because this was in Phoenix I did something called a caveman diet for two years where you had one type of protein one vegetable one something starch one fruit and then you would rotate it through botanical families and then families. So like you were going to eat mammals one day and then you had to wait mm-hmm. to for another mammal. And then another mammal was say five. I wasn't eating mammals back in the day, but it was a lot of rotating fish. Sure. I wasn't doing poultry at the time, but rotating all these vegetables and starches. And you could tell what you were allergic to, but it also made me stronger because I think culturally we eat the same things every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happens is then we develop some people say allergy sensitivities, you can call it whatever you want, but the weed, dairy, eggs, chocolate, strawberries, soy, coffee, and I'm missing two more and I'm always forgetting corn. And there's one other one I'll remember soon, but these are the things that we are most sensitive as Americans to. Huh. And so I knew exactly what was setting me off after two years. And I, I remember like writing it down and mm-hmm. I lost about 20 pounds in six weeks because I had gotten all that information out of me. And so they were like sending out to a nutritionist. She's like, you're doing just fine. Um, It was really interesting. This was before I met Dr. Well, this was when I was in Phoenix because nobody was helping me. Right. Unfortunately, I've had to take a lot of prednisone because they developed this crazy asthma that was sort of unhinged. I'm sure, you know, we read now that we know that there's always a triggering event mm-hmm. and then it sort of opens the door with our immune system mm-hmm. being exposed to chemicals. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, this is a show about nature, which yeah. the whole impetus of this story is, is I've gone through this odyssey really of my whole life and then a young person in her 20s I got myself well I mean Dr. Wild catapulted me out of it Mm -hmm. but it was something where I was learning about sick building syndrome in the late 80s and it was just such a weird obtuse thing nobody was talking about that yeah because Elizabeth, there was no low, no VOC paints or the knowledge that there's mm-hmm. formaldehyde Ooh. in wood. People, they put yeah. it into wood in your doors and your house could yeah. have that. Well, like, right, right. But exactly. I feel like that's a new-ish, definitely in the 2000s, right? That's- well, I don't know when Benjamin Moore came out with Echo Spec, but I do remember mm-hmm. my old practice in Bay Harbor, I was using Echo Spec, which they used for hospitals. Mm. And that was like the low VOC specialty paint that you had to get from Benjamin Moore. Not that I'm plugging Benjamin Moore, but sure, sure. It's at Helia House. I am a think that they've been very forward thinking, but I don't think Echo Spec came out until 2000. I, I guess we could probably. Yeah, I feel like I went to with a client one of the first green building conferences. Mm-hmm. And really brought that awareness up of how much petroleum, and we'll talk about mm. plastics later, but how much stuff is in everything. Like I'm seeing yeah. in this room, the carpets, the 
fabric Chair on the chairs, right, the table, right. beside, you know, beyond what we, asbestos, which is gone and, but obviously caused a ton of problems. It's fascinating. And I think LEED has taken that to new level. And then we're really big fans of living futures, the living building challenges to really think about red lists, which I don't even know, you know, sick building syndrome, that's pretty advanced way back then. So this book, The Healthy Home by John Bauer, is no longer in publication. Mm -hmm. I think somebody might have bought the rights. I don't know if he's alive still, but that book was written in the 1980s. And that was my Bible. And that was teaching me about environmental medicine and sick building syndrome. Mm -hmm. That's how I learned how to put tinfoil on my job. Which sounds crazy, right? That you have to do such a thing. But that worked. And so I have always been really aware. I moved to Florida and... I knew my house was okay. Because what year did you move to Florida? To move to Florida. So I worked here a little bit in 1991. Okay. Uh, by luck, I lived in a semi-new apartment. So everything had outgassed. And I knew about that because I remember going to apartments. And then this was right after, so before Andrew, Florida is very moldy. Mm-hmm. And so I could go into a building because it was so sensitive. I'm like, nope, we're out. And so I had found an apartment in South Beach that I lived for about a half a year. I worked in another business. And I was really fortunate because I had found my apartment here. And then my husband, who was like, this is doubtfire in another life. <laughs> he found our house here and it was all Northern Florida pine. It had outgassed. It was built in the forties. So it was like plaster and lathe. It was like old school. Mm-hmm. And a fisherman had lived there for like 20 years. And so he you didn't know, like tent the place and there were all these really cool hybrided trees from the first person who lived there. And it was this old Florida house that subsequently I've learned through all our inspections and everything else like that, that there are some of the sturdiest, most non-toxic yeah. Yeah. buildings in South Florida because they were meant to breathe. It was before AC was a big deal. Mm. And so I have learned a lot just A, because of my illness and B, mm-hmm. because I think what happens is, is that you're like, I can't be here. Or I can't stay here. It's like, I always stay like... Jennifer, you came to see me like when I go to New York, I stay at one hotel because I know where the elevator is. And I've lectured about this to the travel industry as a concierge for about five years. Like, where do you put a guest who's got multiple chemical sensitivities? You can't put it by the elevator shaft. You can't put it by the storage room, the linen room, because that's where all the cleaning stuff is. So this one hotel, I know what line I'm fine in, that it's not near any vent or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was this whole impetus for Helia House, my building, that I was like, you know something, I'm just going to see how much I can top myself and take mm-hmm. everything from lead and everything from Get Green Buildings and everything from Not Toxic and everything from a passive house, and kind of put it all together and make this as inert building as I can. Mm-hmm. So really the lowest thing, and it's not like to knock lead, but the lowest things that I have in are lead Green Guard Gold. Mm-hmm. And I had a lead architect, I had a lead builder, mm-hmm. and they're like, this is so much higher than a lead platinum building. There's no yeah. designation for my no. building mm-hmm. because all my doors are, and I don't know how sustainable this is, but my doors are all made out of fur. I'm actually looking at them. Everything's made out of fur because mm-hmm. pine is so treated with arsenic. Yep. And they're from Canada, they're treated door, and they use soy glue, and that's it. And there's lamby mm-hmm. glass and there's no chemicals. So, you know, I have these 10 foot ceilings and it took 
a couple how many of years, but how many years did it take you to create this? Cause I remember talking to you a few years ago and you were thinking about this. This is like 2018 or 2019. You were telling me about this place. You had a vision for, because you've had your practice for so long in Miami, right. but you're like, this is what I want to build. It's nearly impossible because it's so, it hasn't right. been done, especially right. in Miami. Well, I don't know if this has been done. You know, I did a lot of research because you can't just be like, well, I'm the first to do it. And so I had to be careful, but I have not found this until I had to sit down with my architects because obviously we're, we're doing a lot of press right now or we're starting to kick off a lot of press. And so it's, it's a great time to interview with you guys. And I think it's just so appropriate and wonderful and full circle because of just Monica was the last person I really saw for the first <laughs> years. But then I said, what is this? Yeah. How do I take this to the press? Mm-hmm. How do I talk about this? And they're yeah. like, this is basically you built your office, your commercial building for somebody who is very, very sick. And this is what somebody would do in their home if they were ill. Wow. And because the building standards, like I, my environmentalist and I really guided this. And this is a wonderful person that I've known for 25 years. He was in Vietnam. He was exposed to Agent Orange. And then he was an engineer down here and he was had exposure. So he's dedicated his life to helping people who are in sick buildings. Mm-hmm. And so he and I were like, I'm poor Boulder. He'll probably never see him again. <laughs> we were like, no, we're wrong. It's This is the wrong mastic or this is the wrong cement. When, what would I came in here one day and I was like, unfortunately... You can't hear my head spinning, but he's like, what's in here? And he's like, nothing, Elizabeth, calm down. I'm like, something's in here. I'm getting really itchy. He's like, Elizabeth, I swear to God. So they had just put the door jams on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is this? I'm like, you got to call the carpenter right now. And the carpenter, by mistake, pine in. And I was getting itchy from it because Mm. pine is treated. So when you go to big box stores, pine's treated. It's treated yeah. with formaldehyde. It's treated with anti-termite stuff. Yeah. Um, it has to be treated. That's what it is. So my whole building is made out of poplar and uh-huh. fir. And so they're 100% poplar and 100% for their non-treated. So I'm sure at some point the termites will come and munch <laughs> on my building. But it's also meant block. And every single solitary thing, we cataloged what was in here. Mm-hmm. And it was built. And so just for instance, I'm at my desk that was in my desk from like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't been able to find a desk that has... Everything out there is Prop 65, or it has formaldehyde, or yeah. it's particle board. And I'm like, all nope, that particle board, nope, yeah. Nope, nope. So this is outgassed. I haven't found anything. It's wow. Really, it can grow into the design in here because it's very minimal and very sort of like the light is really the showstopper mm-hmm. and bringing the outdoors in, which is, I know, a big mm-hmm. thing that Jennifer talks about. and about how we live. So there's this desk in here that's completely like the wrong color and it's darker <laughs> wood. And but it doesn't make you sick, but it's all that matters. It's, it's healthy. Make you sick. Yeah. And so, you know, people walk in and they're like, wow, wow. And then there's like this desk. And so, <laughs> and literally I've gotten things and I'm like, back it goes, back it goes. Even the mirrors in the bathroom huh. to find a mirror with a metal back and not particle board. Pine wow. wow. So hard to find. But thank goodness there's like, I think West Elm, I've given them a shout out, CB2. They've got a lot of good sustainable initiatives that I found things like planters okay. and things that were lead green guard gold, that uh-huh. everything in this place is certified. Hmm. Everything. 
And do you have, I haven't been on the website, dug in that deeply, but do you have a list of everything that you've used? Or are you sharing that for um, other people it's in the to be able release, to? So I don't have it because ultimately I would like to build this and do something, another part of my career to help other people. And yeah, so, smart, you know, smart. I have the secret recipe, like the Big Mac recipe or whatever. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, it's Dr. Elizabeth's Big Mac recipe of her building. Daunting, and there's things that when you use old school stuff, it's not built like something's like my floors are all cement and they're white cement, which was a bit of a nutty thing to do. And of course, non toxic sealer, which it's non toxic, so it's not a high performance product, mm-hmm. so it's going to get dirty. So, we're always cleaning the floors in this place, but just things like the mastic we had to use, the grout that we had to use, stuffed chips. I mean, mm-hmm. this is. The trade-off. It's not mm-hmm. gonna stay new looking because we're using old school products mm-hmm. that don't have things in it. They're the most inert things on the market. Even what we sealed the windows with, when I first bought the building, they had put some of the windows in. I walked in, I was with my core contractor. Again, <laughs> my head like spun around, like, what's in here? <laughs> Within 30 seconds, I was sick. Oh, wow. I'm in the window place yelling at them. I'm like, what did you use? My husband's yelling at them. He's like, my uh, wife is sick. Uh, and they used a sealant that we had an outgas. So I was here with ozone and fans and we had a hot box. I don't know if you guys know what that is. But no. Uh-uh. Hot boxing is when you crank the heat up on a building. Uh-huh. I mean, in Miami in the summer, you're hot boxing, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And what happens, like I told you what happened to me in Phoenix, I was technically being hot boxed in my apartment. Wow. Is that heat forces chemicals to come out of uh, building or wood or furniture faster? Okay, so like for instance, you get your dry cleaning and it's smelly. I don't, you know, if you're yes. in New York, you can't find a garage. But what I would do is, so we get things back. Like we use a natural dry cleaner, but it still has stuff on it. That stuff's not in the garage. I get rugs, anything, anything that Let comes it. in goes out to my hot garage. Uh huh. Mm. is some things I can't touch. My husband will come back with just like new towels. I'm like, ah, what is that? Right, right. <laughs> well, and Elizabeth, I know that you touched on the early asthma and your attacks really led you, as you were saying, to cut yes. out and go into a coma at one point. Have the doctors or have you yourself as a physician been able to identify what it was from the beginning and or was it a buildup of toxins over the years? What was that initial thing? So I figured this out and this is so crazy. I, I think people are going to listen to this or like, ooh. I went to go get dental work and this is how I found out. So I knew something was up, mm-hmm. obviously. And there were things that were up with other people. And this was obviously in the eighties. And it's like, why do certain people get sick and people don't? Sure. Right. So, oh my gosh, I think this was in like the early 2000s or mid, or I don't even know, like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. I got dental work mm-hmm. and I went into liver failure. And my doctors were like, we can't figure this out. We can't figure this out. And then somebody said as an aside, like, oh, you should go get this test and this test. And these are the liver tests to identify how we process. So everything that touches our skin, everything we breathe, 
And everything that we ingest for the most part has to go through our liver. Uh So our liver has phase one. So if you think of that as like the recycling plant, there's the paper, then there's aluminum, batteries, and then a bunch of different kinds of plastics. If you think of your liver, there's different pathways for phase one. Hmm. And then phase two are like little tiny baby steps that they go through many different steps. I ran this test on myself because I was like, these doctors aren't giving me an answer. You just don't go into liver failure from like getting your teeth done. No, that seems crazy. Yeah. Took this test. And then boom, there it was. My first metabolic pathway has something called a SNP. So it has a marker on it. Mm-hmm. And then another pathway goes too slow. So one goes too fast. So I hypermetabolize caffeine, stuff off the grill, formaldehydes, mm-hmm. heavy metals. Mm-hmm. And there it was, oh, like right in front of me. Okay. And unfortunately, I also got sick from taking a medication 20 years ago. And there on the other pathway sat the medication that made me sick because it was staying in my system too long and building up. Oh, So they knew that asthmatics were 60 times greater to get sick from this drug, but they didn't explain why. Mm-hmm. So I went to my fabulous doctor at the Cleveland Clinic, who, by the way, is the head of immunology and rheumatology. And I'm like, hey, look, here it is. Mm. And he's like, well done, Tratner, well done. And so <laughs> I was like, this is why I got sick. He was amazing. And he's been treating me over 20 years. He's a genius. And he did a lot of research when that pandemic started. But I think a lot of people out there are, where's the why? Mm -hmm. And so heavy metals like arsenic, which I've had arsenic poisoning. When I was getting my teeth worked on, they were taking the mercury out of my mouth. And so the mixture of all the Novocaine, the nitrous, the mercury that was then being freed up in my teeth oh. what made me sick. And so that's why I was like, I'm going to figure this out because I've done it right. before. I can do it again. And there it was. And tests that are now used routinely in psychiatry because they want to see what works best with your physiology, which they're mm-hmm. testing their liver pathways. And then a lot of cardiology, they're checking to see if that metabolic pathway that you can take the statins and you can take the blood thinners like Coumadin I'll go through that same metabolic pathway that I metabolize longer. We'll be right back after a quick break. Jennifer, guess what's coming up and where we get to hang out. What's that, Monica? The (laughs) Biophilic Leadership Summit. It's back this March 24th through 26th. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see you in person again. It's been way too long. I know, me too. And we invite all our listeners to come to this year's summit. We're going to be exploring biophilic placemaking and how we use biophilic principles to promote health, happiness, and vitality in public spaces. Yes. And I was just reading over the schedule, which I'm very excited about. There are so many great speakers and panels. And when you get to join us, I'll be doing a nature walk and moderating a wonderful panel on activating community spaces with two incredible women, an architect and an urban planner. So this summit is put on by the Biophilic Institute and Biophilic Cities Project. So you can also come meet all of the leading experts in biophilia. And in addition to all incredible multiple presentations, we're going to have all sorts of great farm to table meals, plus cocktails, some book signings, and lots of networking, which is always a favorite. And it's going to be at your and my favorite place, the Inn at Serenby. Yep, that's one of my favorite places, as you know. So join us in Serenby for the 6th Annual Biophilic Leadership Summit from March 24th to March 26th, 2024. And you can learn more about the summit and register today at biophilicsummit.com. 
That's biophilicsummit.com. We hope to see you there. We'll see you soon. Bye, Jen. Bye. But it's so interesting because I feel like so many people have autoimmune diseases. And I don't know if that's tied back to the metabolic pathways, but it's increased so much in women, especially. And I feel yes. like we are misdiagnosed so much. We're sort of, I don't want to say written off by modern medicine, but it's like, oh, it has to be these three things that I can give you a pill for. And then we're going to send you on your way. Right. But are you finding that more and more people are realizing, oh, we all metabolize stuff differently. Like we all know that, right? When we eat stuff, some people really put on the pounds and some people don't. We have different types of metabolism, but I think of food, but really the environment around us, we are metabolizing everything sure. to your point that we're touching mm-hmm. and eating. That's not, even if it's, I mean, food is obviously hugely important, but sure. is the awareness increasing around this or? I think a little bit. So look, here's the statistics. One in 20 people have multiple chemical sensitivities. That is the exact same number as one in 20 people who have food allergies. It's the same, oh. but nobody's talking about this. So of course, this is, I believe my path and building Helia House and really building awareness. It's not like your building is going to kill you. It's just mm-hmm. that, look, awareness. Right. We know that awareness really, we started to see a lot of groundswell and which is wonderful, I think, about age is that I have been able to watch this whole health food industry and farm to table just boom in the 80s and 90s. And then of mm-hmm. course, like in the 2000s, people were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to eat healthy. And I've been like, welcome to the club. You know, <laughs> so we started seeing that. And then the next thing was this green beauty movement that we yep. watched double and double and double and double. And how big that has got. Yep. So I truly believe the next big wave, I'm, I'm here to say it, is our environment. And I think after everyone's been cooped up in their houses and their buildings yep. or wherever you've been sort of hunkered down for the last two years, yep. people are really noticing mm-hmm. how they feel at home. And there's been studies from my husband in corporate America. They've closed down so many of their buildings because people are more productive at home. I mean, mm-hmm. and obviously this has to do with nature that they're getting better light, they're getting better Yes. Food that is just one little spoke on this giant wheel. But when we're at home, we eat better food and we're more productive. And like I said, we're not in these cubicles. Mm-hmm. So I think people are much more aware of their environment. And I truly believe that this is the next huge wave in wellness. So it's not just about lead or clean air. I think people are putting just so much more into their homes mm-hmm. and, and there's going to be people just like people who are like, okay, I'm going to eat this junky food and I'm going to go to this fast food restaurant and I don't care because I love it. Mm-hmm. But obviously places like whole food, there was no whole foods and in, in the eighties or these little hokey health food stores right, mom and, pop and mm-hmm. there was maybe like a few organic apples and some potatoes and some kind of wobbly celery and some wobbly celery. Yeah, some yeah. and some almonds. And then this was back in the day when you had to buy stevia in a face mask. I don't know if you guys know this, but like so stevia was not approved by the FDA sweetener. So I was going to the store in the 80s to get stevia, and you had to buy it in a face mask, face mask, wink, wink. You like chuck the clay out and then what you mixed it with was stevia from South America because it was, you were able to put it on your face and that's how it was. Wait, 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 wait
stevia as in stevia, like put it in your stevia with my electrolyte stuff right now. Oh. That was like back in the day. So the dinosaur built. Wow. So, I know you guys are just like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. I think you're totally onto something, right? That we've seen this food, we've seen green beauty. I think fashion still has a way to go. And maybe there's like a textile story. We've talked to different people about textiles. And in the home building world, energy and water have been big from a yeah, sustainability. Solar. And like, yes, the VOCs and, but we've built a few homes that it is mind blowing when you start to learn what's in Mm -hmm. things. And again, it's, we're building or we're working with a couple of families at at Sanbury right now to sort of try and do some sort of quote net zero homes, but also thinking about the health aspects of it besides sustainable for the planet. It's fascinating, but there really isn't. I mean, there is an industry. I don't know. I just, it's been very difficult to find it is. a central repository for all that. There is not. This isn't about like bashing lead because I think lead no, no, no. really created it, but it's like lead only gets you to a place, but lead is a business, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. business. So if I were to plaque my tiny building, which is like 1,100 square feet, right? Super tiny. Yep. It's 70 grand to plaque my building. Yeah. To get wow. lead certified. I'm like, you know what? I can do a, a lot with $70,000. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And there's other certifying bodies. I just don't have 20 grand to throw around. Well, and the question is, do you need it certified? I think a lot of these corporations that are building towers, these class A buildings, Mm. almost they have to do it, right? It's like a part of when you're building a new building, you are in Miami Beach, you have to have at least you have to, the buildings have to be lead. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great start. Mm -hmm. And I think that these are really big talking points, especially for this. It's like, there's lead, then mm-hmm. there's green, then mm-hmm. there's natural, then there's non-toxic, mm-hmm. and then there's biophilic, and then there's feng shui. Yeah. And then there's all of these things that I took, like everything in the kitchen sink. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like as much as humanly possible mm-hmm. that my garden zero scape, they're all native Florida plants, that I don't have to water anything here. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, that's it. What do people say about this news? Not just you and what you're doing, but like the new structure that you've created. Like, what are they feeling? Are they coming to you because of the structure? I think in Miami, people are curious, but I think it's, I went very minimal. If you look at photos of what's in the building, the mm-hmm. whole point was the energetics of the building. Mm-hmm. What's in the wall? There's crystals in the wall. My insulation is wool with minerals. I don't have fiberglass or anything like that in the walls. My insulation is pure wool. And yeah, I was going to ask you what you did for yeah, that. Yeah, and it's wool impregnated and wool's renewable. And I researched just that with my environmentalist. I mean, he's, God bless him. He, he and I were just brainstorming away, but people can feel it. Mm-hmm. I come here and I'm not tired and I can like run around like a maniac for hours. And as I get home, I'm like, God, I'm really tired here. And I love my house. <laughs> but it's like, I come in here and I'm like, let's go. A lot of people will comment. Like some people will say, it feels like you stepped into a different realm people definitely feel I guess like opened and energized here I feel good in here but I created this so I don't know if I'm really the right person to ask but my patients say how good they feel I created this with so much intention that you think about how personal space is and we're talking about nature I didn't put any art on the walls there's no art on the walls anywhere Mm -hmm. so when you're lying down I have these really beautiful sacred geometrical Mm -hmm 
they're not lights because we never turn lights on in this place. Like that's mm-hmm. what it's called, Helia House. It's 360 degrees of light. So it's great. So it's cloudy outside. I'm probably going to blow my retinas out. <laughs> but uh, people go and they're on my treatment tables, which are recycled, by the way. They're green. They're like the only table that I could find. And there's just a beautiful pendant made out of date palms mm. that were made in Tunisia by women, like a women's community. And all they see is like the spiral. And that's it. Yeah. And it's, a lot of people will say that they feel like they're a baby again, or they're looking up at a mobile. And that was my whole point. People were like, why aren't you going to put art on the wall? And they were getting mad at me. And I was like, you're missing your space. It's about the energetics of the space. And it's about the sacred geometry in the space. And that's really an important thing. Like I'm looking at my garden right now. There are so many times I just walk to the front of my building. I'm like, hi. But the whole thing is, is when people come here, they really don't photograph the room. So there's really nothing to photograph except for the chandelier. The It's not even a chandelier. It's a palm pendant. Yeah. I'm always photographing my little cactus garden out there. And all of my succulents, it's sacred geometry. It's mm. sacred spiral. There's a round fountain and they're always photographing that. They're always fascinated with that. But that's the whole point that everything is a sacred geometry. And it's the feeling that you get. Wait, I'm interrupting you for a second because yes and or yes also it's you. So like, let me just say, I'm going to interject because I met you years ago and I told Monica before we got on the call today, like you were the very first doctor in my life that asked me questions that I've never been asked before by an actual doctor. And you made me think about things. And then, of course, you said things I didn't like because <laughs> you told me, like, Jennifer, I know, like, you shouldn't be eating tomatoes or whatever because of who I am, my body type, whatever. But it's you also brings this energy that you really deeply care. And you're so passionate about every single person you meet with. And it's like you feel, even when I met you here in New York at a hotel, I felt you. Like, you were so, Aww. you gave this energy of like really caring about me. And I had never met you before. And I've never felt that. I'm like a lifelong doctor whom I love, but it's your energy too that you give this space. I think that also that reverberates around everyone. Like, wow, people come to you because of the gift of you and your learnings of all these years. It's really, it's very powerful. Thank you. I'm just going to say thanks. <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. Good story. <laughs> but I think part of that is just if life gives you lemons, which certainly I've, had several, many. This is my lemonade. This is what hmm. I had to do. And I think about people out there that are getting gaslit by their doctors and the medical yeah. system, or like, why can't you drink this alcohol? Can't you just have a drink? And you're like, no, I can't actually. Or why can't you go to fill in the blank store with me? It's like, well, because I get really sick there. Hmm. I feel like my eyeballs are going to fall out. Mm-hmm. Or just take a walk down the cleaning aisle in any grocery store, oh. and you'll just flip out. And that's why I created the space. And so whether people are sensitive or not, or they just feel good here, this is my life's work to create this. And it's also about sending a message out there. I mean, there are people may be just like, that's crazy. And, and like that you went to the whatever that you did, but if not me, who? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was just after all these experiences and just even things like Jennifer, we met like a global wellness, we met there. And I think just Every, and then Monica, how I met you, like there are just steps mm-hmm. that lead you in your path. And you know, Jennifer, that I've been cooking this up for such a long time and I had to have bad experiences in building to create a building that was positive. Mm-hmm. And even if people go home and I don't want people to think like, oh my God, my house is killing me because 
right. obviously, yeah. I think that there is extremists with all of this. And I think all of us have said, yes, indeed, we've, we've seen this with eating. We've seen it with green beauty. We've seen it with working out. I mean, we've, mm-hmm. we've all seen extremists. I don't want to say this is extreme, but this is, and it's not over the top. But for me, I wanted to do every single solitary thing that I knew would make me mm-hmm. well and other people well, mm-hmm. whether it's over the top or not. This was my mission. Yeah. If somebody goes home and they just go under their sink and they just swap something out for like yeah. a bone me or something else, then I did my job. Yeah. And then that reduces their toxic load yep. and that helps them. Or if they are looking for furniture for a new baby and they're like, you know what? I can't have that because that's Prop 65 or it's mm. about formaldehyde or it's not sustainable. I did my job. Yeah. Or if somebody's like, you know what, I'm going to stop using this product and switch it out to that product because I do have some green beauty here that I love and adore, then I did my job. And so Helia House is just about creating that awareness that it can be done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to go home and do this to your house, but it's maybe thinking twice about, oh, maybe I should just wash these curtains before I hang them up. Right. Or, yeah. yeah. Maybe I should just outgas my dry cleaning in my garage because it's got stuff on it. It doesn't have to be this building that was almost like a mind game for me to see how over the top I could do this. And I'm happy here. Like, I feel good here. I feel so amazing. I come in here and I'm like, right. I come in here on the weekend. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here. It's my fort. Like I built this thing and yay. And my husband makes so much fun of me. Like, I'm like, I'm here. Yeah. And you did it during a pandemic, no less. Like that alone is so crazy. Well, the great news is that, yeah, we had a pandemic and I bought my building before the pandemic. And this certainly kept me very busy during the pandemic. And I built it in the beginning where we weren't having these supply chain issues, although it was sure. difficult because, you know, people were like in lockdown when I was doing my permits, but that was mm-hmm. interesting. But it was about just creating something really wonderful and taking everything that I love like cactus and succulents and flowers and green beauty and and making just like a really safe, happy, holistic place to heal. Mm -hmm. And this is it. And it's just about getting that message out. And I think that right now we all know that housing is booming everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody listens to this and they're like, you know what, I'm just going to use will insulation instead, yeah. or I'm going to look at different resources. You can do things like there's great blue jean material that's treated with boric acid that you can use. Yeah. I decided to use wool the day that we did the insulation. It was the craziest day because I remember coming over here. It was in the summer and I'm Ryan perfume on and my builder had his aftershave on. And instead of everything being white, it was like this brown natural wool mm-hmm. and it, it smelled a very specific way and the energy with just the wool was mm-hmm. so amazing like that's something that I'm always going to have here mm-hmm. yeah. um, how it felt with just the wool in the walls it was yeah so cool. who's ever listening to this it's like you can just make small changes you don't have to sit there and go to extremes unless you are sick and you're like oh wow I never thought about the cocky in my window mm-hmm. or the paint or my furniture or there's so many things that we just don't think about. Like, I don't know how many times you've been shopping and you get a sofa and you're like, Oh my God, this thing smells so bad. And it's got mm-hmm. weird smells to it. And there's so many people I've talked to and they're like, I got to send this home. Like yeah. I got to get some of this thing back. Cause it smells. 
And I think the key is we don't have to accept the status quo. We can ask questions Mm -hmm. and do our own research and or find people like yourself where you created this amazing Helia house, which is a healing place, right? I mean, it's a wellness center, but I think you call it somewhere like a healing house, which I think is kind of beautiful to think about a physician and that kind of a service as a healing house or a healing place. I mean, we call it wellness centers or a doctor's office, but I just think what a much more beautiful way to think about partnering with your physician. And that was the other thing is that for two years, I drove everyone crazy coming up with a name mm. for this place. And Helia obviously is the daughter of the sun, but it also sounds like the word heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it struck and believe it or not, like after going through branding people and this and that one day, it just popped in. And so, yes, I do believe that even wellness, like I don't want to say it's wellness really well, right? I think there's layers of it. There's amazing centers that you can go to, but Mm. what's up with the bones? Sure. I do believe that will be the next wave. Or I truly hope that the community, the wellness community starts to take a look at that. I I realize that some people don't have an option because they're renting space. There's only Mm -hmm. so much to do, but you can still do little things, even if you're just using non-toxic cleaner. Yeah. Well, still making an impact. I think mm-hmm. the idea would be, you know, biofilic design has really blown up this year. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you know, we've obviously been following it for quite some time, but I cannot tell you every day it's in yeah. a new architectural digest, Vogue, all these places is talking about it. So hopefully that will also, as people kind of think about nature mm-hmm. and what these natural wool can be a better use or even just common sense solutions that maybe we haven't been using for some time. Like maybe we should go back to using. Right. Like good old fashioned plaster, which Mm -hmm. has durability. It breathes. It's very sad because it's three times the amount. I couldn't do plaster in this building, which is really what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to use mag board, which is pure magnesium board, but mag board is incredibly expensive. It's three times what the lead certified boards are. And that's really distressing because really there should be more incentivization, I believe, yes, when it comes yeah. to buildings for things like that. Mm-hmm. Why is it three times higher and it's healthier? Obviously, I could go on for days about the disparities with mm-hmm. building materials and people getting sick and blah, blah, blah. But I do believe, I just saw an article in a big travel publication, I don't know a lot of say names, And I was talking about people who are going on these wellness trips and how hotels are now trying to create, well, obviously there's there and be, but hotels Mm -hmm. are trying to create these well-travel adventures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's because I think people want that. I think collectively every single solitary person on this planet, Mm -hmm. it's not just like, oh, I knew someone who knew someone. This pandemic has affected every single one of us on this planet. Yeah. Yeah. And because of it, I think it's reframed our health and what mm-hmm. we do when we look at our health. Like mm-hmm. health isn't just like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go out and get drunk and lay in the gutter. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, that's really bad for me. I can get sick. Yeah. Or taking their health much more seriously. And I think that's why we're seeing such a big blow up with biofilm mm-hmm. design and why we're seeing so much more green things. And I don't want to say stores, but places like, and I'm going to shout out like, Benjamin Moore and uh-huh. West Elm at CB2, things yep. are a little bit more accessible, mm-hmm. that they have green initiatives, sustainable initiatives. Yeah. They have products that you can get that are, I think it's Okio Tech certified, the textile, like, of course, my curtains here are like 
whatever. They have enough certifications, like they went to Harvard. The <laughs> curtains. Um, but they, you know, people are looking for that because yeah. Yeah. they want to stay well mm-hmm. because nobody has gotten out of this pandemic unscathed. Everybody knows somebody lost someone who got some random weird illness or who got sick. And so all of these designs are important. You said, Monica, that obviously this is booming. I truly hope that with, I don't want to say like this pandemic, like how unfortunate it is. Like, again, we have to take the lemons we all experienced from this crazy pandemic mm-hmm. and take that and say, you know what? Our homes are important. How we live is important. How we walk in the world and interface with the world. Look at how when the pandemic first started, everybody was like flipping out because tigers were walking into people's yards and (laughs) bears would just roll onto your patio and rare birds would fly into your front yard because nature got this amazing break. Mm -hmm. We're having a crazy pollen season down here. I'm sure everyone else in the country will because Mother Nature got to take Mm -hmm. a nice big break. Well, she got to take a big jump because mm-hmm. there was no pollution during the spring mm-hmm. and very little in the summer. And so now we're seeing the ramifications of last year and this year. Yeah. Things are just growing up a storm and pollinating. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully we take a look at that and maybe look at the positive side of something so negative mm-hmm. and improve our lives. However we do that, whether that's just taking a walk outside, Jennifer, or it's visiting a place like Sarah B. Or it's like, you know what, I'm just going to use really hot boiling water to clean my floor instead of XYZ, which is what would I do? Like the people who clean my building, we bought everything. They can only use boiling hot water on my floors. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a beautiful, I think the best way to end it is right there, right? It's like that nature does have the answers. We just Mm -hmm. have now finally have the door to open and listen to what's being spoken about. And what you're doing is kind of leading that way as well for doctors and other holistic practitioners to see that there's a way to do things better. I know we're really like over time. So I apologize because I know how busy you are with your practice. So it's quite all right. This is like so exciting for me. And I'm so sorry if I just Uh we like went off the script. No, this is great. This is exactly what we wanted to talk about. So how do we support you? Like, where can we find you online and tell us so all the you places? You can find it. So this is where I'm a little bit behind. So you can always find me on Instagram at Dr. Liz Trads. My website is elizabethtratner.com. I'm on Facebook, Dr. Elizabeth Tratner, EPDOM. And then Helia House has like a baby Instagram. And <laughs> Helia House is on Facebook, but I got to work on that. And then Helia House's website needs work. I wish it was Groundhog's Day that I could just keep like cloning myself <laughs> to do things. Yes. There's just been so much to do. Mm-hmm. But Helia House is on Instagram. I would say go to Instagram first because the website's just a picture of the building. You know, mm-hmm. finally getting things done. Just like with supply and demand, which sure. on right now, it's trickled down everywhere, I believe, mm-hmm. because people are working on their own selves because mm-hmm. of this pandemic. It's like, if you can't mm-hmm. travel, if you can't go here, if you can't go there. So things have been a little bit backlogged, but trying to make the Healy House Instagram a little bit more mindful and thoughtful than my page, my That's big great. page. Yeah. And it's just little things. It like, takes time. It just takes here's my insulation. Oh, here's yeah. what a crystal grid is. Yeah. Here's what these plants do here is sacred geometry. Well, we will uh, follow along for sure. We'll keep up with your progress. And if Thank people want to make appointments, if they're in the Miami area, that all that information's on Helia house, if they want so to. So the, the best place to go is really my 
big website, elizabethtratner.com. Healy House is just, this is what something that I was trying to suss out is Healy House is where I live. Healy House is where the Gemstone Facial lives. Mm -hmm. And Healy House is just a very special place. Mm -hmm. It's just, I have to figure out how to do all of this because it is a lot more work yep. and I'm, I'm one person. So Healy house is just sort of like, I'm the sun and Healy house is the moon or I don't know. <laughs> well, and it, just- looks, it looks like I can go on your link tree on your Dr. Eliz Tratt's Instagram and make an appointment. Looks like you can, that's the best way how to too. do it is just go to Dr. Liz Tratz. I offer introductory calls. Mm-hmm. I do telemedicine calls. So for folks who are listening that aren't in the greater Miami area, I can do telehealth or telecoaching. We have to say that because of the laws, mm-hmm. but I'm happy to talk to anybody and especially demographic to who you cater to. You know, if people are like, I'm looking for help with my daughter who's sick or we are looking to make a healthier house or can you talk to me about five things that I can do to make myself or my house healthier I'm here to help with that and I think this is about as we grow we always have to extend that hand out to help other people yeah Um, I think that is a mission of all healers is that we have to help other people yes so I really believe that the mission of Helia House is just to help other people on obviously people who get to come here, but mm-hmm. also on a much bigger scale that your environment does matter. Mm-hmm. And you can do big things or you can do little things or you can take big steps or you can take baby steps, but whatever that is, it can be done. Yeah. And we always say the first step is awareness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awareness. Education. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Elizabeth. Thank you for your time. Um, this was so Wonderful. I really feel like it just came full circle, especially with you and Monica. You've got to come back. Well, exactly. But you were literally the last person who I got to see that wasn't in Miami. Oh, that's amazing. You got to make a trip up. I know. That was such a fun... My family loved it there. And there's so many four-leaf clovers in Serenby. It's like such a magical place. It's beautiful. I know. I didn't believe you. And you found like... I was like, come on, let's go. down the street. (laughs) I think after I saw you, I found like 10 just on the side of the road. I went home with about 50 or 60 four-leaf clovers, five-leaf clovers. Oh, my God. It's one of my magic tricks. I love it. Well, Dr. Elizabeth, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. We're excited to see you again. Yes. I can't wait to see you again. Oh, I know. What I miss is hugging my patients. Like It's so weird, especially in Miami where everyone like you either get like one kiss, two kisses, three kisses. (laughs) You always get a hug. And so it's been so weird for me because I was so like, oh, hey. And and now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start hugging people again. So good. Exactly. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. So great to see all of you. What an honor to be here. Thank you guys so much. Thank Thank you. Okay. That was so fascinating. I know. I thought that was really impactful and interesting to hear Liz's personal health story and how it has such an effect on her career trajectory and goals. Yeah. And to have culminated into such a beautiful and calming space like Helia House, at least from the pictures I've seen, (laughs) especially after all these years with the pandemic. I think we're all kind of craving wellness. We need some type of escape to heal. And for somebody like Elizabeth, who has an autoimmune disorder, she really has not been able to get out of the house at all during COVID. I know that was incredible. So in terms of the environmental toxins, she's quick to point out that she's ultra sensitive due to the way she metabolizes her environment. 
and has to be much more careful compared to so many of us. We don't really need to worry as much. I was really intrigued about how we all metabolize these different chemicals that we're ingesting day in and day out that have the potential to negatively affect one's overall health. And we've been at home so much more and are now really aware of how we feel in our own homes. Yeah, exactly. And it's something we all need to be aware of. We can start with simple changes such as swapping out laundry detergent or dishwasher soap and really going from there. But you know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel overnight. Just little simple steps. But I'm curious what's in my home. And I'm really curious as I was asking her at the end, how do I metabolize everything? I'm super curious to do a blood test. Exactly. I am too. I'm so fascinated by this conversation. And I think it's really important concept that we're trying to emphasize on the podcast. These small incremental shifts can make a big difference if enough people get behind them. If enough people start switching to green products, companies will realize that there's a huge market for them. And we don't rely so heavily on the things that are loaded with chemicals just to make our clothes whiter. Exactly. Another example would be something like composting. You don't need to all of a sudden do a huge compost pile, but maybe just start with your coffee grounds. And then suddenly it becomes a little more natural to throw in some veggie scraps, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I really think these small steps can make a difference. Absolutely. Subtle shifts can change habits. <laughs> and inspire your friends. I think sharing this information with people so they can have a more thoughtful way to make a difference. And you can all learn more about Dr. Tratner and Helia House in the show notes. And your homework is to switch out one item in your home for eco-friendly product. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye, Jennifer. Bye, Monica. Thanks so much for listening. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we would love for you to follow us on your favorite podcast app. Give us a five-star rating and please leave us a review. It really goes such a long way towards helping us reach a wider audience and sharing these amazing interviews and solutions with the world. Absolutely. So thanks so much for following and reviewing the podcast. And we'll be back with another amazing interview in two weeks. You're now a part of the biophilic movement. Bye.